We all want some level of safety and security. Firefighters, construction workers, EMT. They're all there when you need them to help manage life's chaos. In retirement, you want that same level of safety, but who is there for you to make sure your money will last? Brian isn't just there in case of emergency. He's there so you don't have an emergency with your money. A safer retirement doesn't mean a boring retirement, but a prepared one full of the things that inspire you. This is Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker. Welcome to Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker and Brad Geddes of Decker Retirement Planning. You can always go to the website to learn more. DeckerRetirementPlanning.com is the website. And of course, I say every week on this program because Brian has put a lot of stuff out there that you yourself can just go to the website and grab what you want. You want to learn more about different things when it comes to retirement and the financial world? Uh, it's under the heading at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com, under the heading of Safer Retirement Education. Brian's book on retirement is there. You can download it. No cost to you, no obligation whatsoever. The Decker Approach book, the three principles of retirement book, the checklist challenge, sample income plan. Those are just four of the 12 different things you can download. And it's really there just for your information. You want to learn a little bit more about different areas. That's why Brian has set that up for you. Again, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com, under the heading of Safer Retirement Education. You can pick up a lot of information uh, if you would care to do that. If you have questions about retirement, the markets, oh, I'm confused. I don't know what I should be doing right now. You can always call the team. There's no cost. They're here to help. They just don't know if they can help you until you reach out. The number is 833-707-3030, 833-707-3030. So, Brian, I know you got a lot to get to today. How are you? Good. How are you, Mark? Doing very well. Brad and I have got uh, tons of info that we want to jump right into. Hey, Brad, this year, 2022, is quite different. The buy and hold, uh, 70-30, 60-40 stock bond buy and hold portfolio is unique in a lot of ways. Um, it's very rare, isn't it, in the last 100 years? I think there's only been two or three times when stocks and bonds have both lost in the same year. Isn't that true? Yeah, I mean, this is uh, it's been a pretty bad year for uh, that that classic pure diversification mantra that's supposed to have an inverse relationship between your stocks and your bonds that creates more of a stable return over time. Um, and this is just fully broken down, uh, really affected people, especially if they're in more of a conservative track because they tend to have more of an allocation to what they expect to be less volatile asset classes. And that's just not the case this year. Yeah, and Brian, so the years besides 2022, stocks and bonds down in the same calendar year was 1931 and 1969. Three times is all it's been. Wow. In a hundred, over 120 years. That's interesting. Um, Another interesting thing is I remember in 2008 when the S&P was down 37% that year, that bonds were up over 20% and it, and it worked then as an offset or a diversification. But interest rates, Brad, you know the interest rate chart. From 1940 to 1980, the 10-year treasury went from 2% in 1940 to 15% in 1980, 40 years of, of rising rates. Whoever owned bond funds during that 40-year period is, would have been hating it. Then from 1980 to 2020, exactly 40 years again, can't make this up, 40 years of declining interest rates from 15% on the 10-year treasury down to 0.47 is when it bottomed in August of 2020. Brad, who in their right mind would own bond funds when it, when your 10-year treasury is at 0.47? 
Yeah. I mean, it, there's just no, uh, I, I mean, no excuse for that, I think, in, in traditional portfolio strategy. I mean, it's one thing to have principal protection via the bond security itself, uh, but to be tying a portfolio to that level of interest rate risk in the middle of 2020 was uh, just silly, especially with hindsight being 2020. And yet the bankers and brokers did it because, quote, that's that's what we've always done. Now we have a rising interest rate environment. Brad, what have bonds done in the last two and a half years? I know they're down 20% this year. What, what have they done for two and a half years? Yeah, I mean, two and a half years, I guess. I mean, are they pretty flat now? I actually, I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. Since the 10-year treasury hit 0.47, the number I had is they're down over 35% in two and a half years. Um, so with with the next thing I want to mention, when when times have changed, there's three reasons that stock markets go up. There, there's higher corporate earnings, there's an accommodative Fed, and there's a lowering of interest rates. Those are three reasons that stock markets go up. All three used to be tailwinds, and all three are now headwinds. There are some some people saying, Brad, just want to get your comment on this. Some people, some, and by the way, when we when we um do research. We don't look for people that are always bullish. It's a total waste of time. You know what they're going to say. There's always, it's always a good time to buy stocks. And the people that are always bearish, it's just equally a, a waste of time. We buy research from people that go back and forth and have a good track record his, history of, of being right. And they're saying, they're making a case, Brad, that for the next 10 plus years, whenever you get to market valuations of over 30 times trailing earnings, which we hit November of last year, every single time you hit valuation levels like that, the stock market for the next 10 plus years was flat. So how can you make money in a, quote, rising interest rate environment with an outlook due to valuations of a flat economy, flat market for 10 plus years. Yeah, that's going to catch a lot of people off guard. You know, I, I one of the amazing things about being a retirement focused financial advisor in this market is we've come off that amazing 14 year bull market with a, you know, a little bit of a blip for six weeks at the beginning of COVID. Um, but here we are with all that growth behind us. One thing that has me quite concerned for the next decade is that people expect a repeat. You know, as long as they've been they've been adding and adding and adding, building a portfolio over an extremely uh, beneficial bull market, and you know, you look at just even the Vanguard famous ten year market perspective study that they came out with recently, and you look at the real rates of return there, um, and it's not great. You know, it's nothing like the last fourteen years that we've seen. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it could be a, a pretty interesting next decade or so, especially if people are expecting rates of return that are more um, in line with recent history rather than what uh, actually is, is likely to, to take place over the next decade. But we're going to spend time on this. There is a way to make money in 10 years if the market's flat. Obviously, buy and hold stocks, indexes is not going to work in a flat economy or a flat stock market. So let's hope for the best plan for the worst. So, Brad, when it comes to a retirement portfolio, there's three parts. There's cash, safe money, and risk. So we do our homework every month, I think, Brad. We go through the, the databases looking for the highest earning cash accounts um, that, uh, that produce the best returns. What are you seeing as far as managing cash for clients? These are, these are cash accounts, Brad, that you have in your um, portfolio for your clients. They're in San Francisco. You've got 
clients that have emergency cash. Take us through how you manage their cash for emergency cash and what we call bucket one. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, two priorities for anything to deep in, in that category. It's immediate liquidity. Like this, this should be where you're able to spend from or draw from next day. No no penalty whatsoever. Uh, so when we talk about emergency cash, that's it's really intended to be a part of someone's portfolio for the rest of their life. If they never have to use it, that's a good thing. Uh, we have discretionary cash where those are those are for the, the big spending, big ticket items like a, a wedding coming up or a home repair. Uh, and then their bucket one that's actually used for that near-term liquidity. And I think one of the things that my clients like is that we can keep on top of where we're getting the best rates of return for um for their cash assets. And so you can get you know, money market mutual funds yielding 2.9% or something. Uh, my, my savings account right now is, I think I might have just cracked 3% for the first time in a really long time. So uh, definitely heading in the right direction for those uh, liquid and safe assets. Okay. So for liquidity, you maintain liquidity and you're getting, instead of commercial banks uh, earning zero, and instead of uh, credit unions at I don't know, one, even if they're at 1%, most of the ones that I see are still under 1%. You say you're getting 29 to 3% for clients on principal guarantees and liquid funds. And Brad, one thing I love, uh, I love when we tell our clients about I-bonds. Tell us about I-bonds because we use that in cash management portfolios too. Yeah, if you can get it in, uh, they're running into a lot of issues when that government guarantee is coming in at 9.62 or something for a guaranteed return on $10,000 in 2022. Uh, 9.6%, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, can't can't beat it. Um, I always tell my clients when they have, uh, or ask my clients when they have some of that surplus cash sitting there that they've accumulated via underspending or you know, they get just a little bit of extra from a, a bonus or something. Uh, that That's definitely the first place they should go. Um, saw that Wall Street Journal article though last week about how the treasury is having trouble processing all the orders. Um, go figure. So you put a rate out like that. And, and of course, it's going to be drawing a lot of attention. I had a client try to get in this morning and, and on the government website, treasurydirect.gov, it said that um, that you can't get in, even though today's the the, the deadline, you can't get in deadline, and get yeah. it done. They, they gave themselves three days to process what they could. But anyhow, even tell us more about the liquidity of the I-bonds, Brad, how it works. How do, how do they pay 9.6 and when will it adjust? And tell us more about that. Yeah, they, they adjust every six months tied to inflation. So you get the the, the rate isn't declared and, and indefinite. Um, but as long as inflation remains high, you're going to expect these rates of return to remain high. And for at least the foreseeable future, say next six to 12 months, we're going to have higher inflation than we've seen for the last 14, 15 years. So um, you'd expect these rates to be uh, elevated uh, for, uh, like I said, the foreseeable future. Uh, but yeah, every every six months, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that's when they uh, reset those rates, then redeclare those based on inflation. Right. And we want our clients to hold them for at least a year, right, Brad, so that they don't yeah. give up their interest. Yeah. Right. If they hold them for more than a year, less than five, they give up three months of interest. But at 9.6%, yes. that's still a darn good rate for short-term money. Yeah, okay, I just walked a client going. through that actually. Uh, just, yeah, one sec. So they, uh, I just walked them through that. They were like, because I told them the one year, it's like, yeah, if you don't need this money for at least one year, this is the best place to go. And they asked me about the five-year um, liquidity. And I said, don't don't confuse you know liquidity or, or like a three-month penalty for not being a suitable investment because at 9.6%, if you paid three in, three months of interest, you're still 
two, three times the rate of return that you're going to get on anything that's comparable uh, in, de- in degree of safety. So it's it's really just a drop in the bucket for uh, accessing your funds prior to to that five year mark. Right, and then with one year CDs coming in around three point seven, we're getting four and a half on one-year treasury notes. Again, this is part of managing clients' liquid funds, money that they need to be totally liquid. Brad, you're getting uh, 2.93% on money that uh, they can part with for a year. Priority is I-bonds. And by the way, one of the caveats is 10,000 per limit per person per year. So clients can lock in a couple, can lock in 20,000 this year and another 20 in January. Um, And then Brad, when it comes to any money that they can go out uh, a year or more, we're getting the best rate in a flat yield curve or actually an inverted yield curve on one-year treasury notes at 4.5%. Yeah, those are looking great. I have a number of clients that moved into those with uh, some of their cash that they were keeping as liquid and they just figured if they did have to tap into that sooner than they expected, they could just sell them. might be for a little bit lower, but this, these are for clients that really have just had too much cash sitting on the sidelines for too long. Um, so those one-year treasuries have been really useful. At, I think I got 4.65% back uh, about three weeks ago for for one of my clients that was quite conservative and looking for something that was principal protected and able to get them a, a yield. And she just wanted to revisit that account in uh, a year's time. So if you have any questions about all of this, especially trying to deal with maybe that 10-year flat economic environment that, that Brad and Brian are talking about today, the idea is call. Because you have to be able to have a retirement, whether the markets are good or bad. We don't want Washington, you know, and the markets and Wall Street to dictate our retirement. We want to dictate our retirement. The team at Decker Retirement are here to help. 833-707-3030. Again, as a number, there's no cost. There's no obligation for this. Can they help? They don't know. Do you want their help? You don't know until you talk to them. 833-707-3030. Again, is the number. 833-707-3030. We're just getting started on Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker and Brad Geddes of Decker Retirement Planning. Back with more right after this. Confused on when to take Social Security? Give Brian J. Decker a call at 833-707-3030. Decker Retirement Planning has a question for you. Is your retirement inflation-proofed? Here's what we mean. In retirement, chances are you're on a fixed income with variable expenses. So how do you not run out of money when the cost of just about everything continues to go up? You inflation-proof it. Brian Decker and the team at Decker Retirement Planning can show you strategies to help combat inflation so it doesn't outpace your retirement income. Call us today at 833-707-2020 to learn more. Inflation could take a huge chunk out of your retirement savings but it doesn't have to. With some simple planning, inflation can go from being a major disruption to a minor annoyance. Call Brian and the team at Decker Retirement Planning now to start inflation-proofing your retirement today. 833-707-2020. That's 833-707-2020. Investing involves risk. Firm offers insurance services. Decker Retirement Planning Incorporated is a registered investment advisor in the state of Utah. What if you ordered a pizza, but when you opened the box, a couple of pieces were missing? That would be upsetting, right? Now, think about how much you believe you've saved for retirement. Do you still owe taxes on that money? Brian Decker and his team at Decker Retirement Planning understand the importance of tax planning and can help you reduce the impact that Uncle Sam has on your retirement. Give them a call today to start working on your retirement tax plan. 833-707-2020. 
Now may be a great time to lower your future tax liability. Create a retirement plan today so that you can get as many slices of your retirement pie as possible. Call Brian at 833-707-2020 today and schedule a visit. That's 833-707-2020. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Decker Retirement Planning Incorporated is a registered investment advisor in the state of Utah. You're listening to Safer Retirement Radio. If you like what you hear on today's show or have questions, drop by DeckerRetirementPlanning.com or call 833-707-3030 to talk to Brian. Glad you're with us today for Safer Retirement Radio. I'm Mark Elliott alongside Ryan J. Decker, Brad Geddes of Decker Retirement Planning. Again, you can always go to the website to learn more about the teams. A lot of offices, three in Washington, a couple in California, a couple in Utah as well. Of course, Salt Lake City, that's where we're coming to you from. Uh, A lot of moving parts when it comes to the economy. We have elections. There's all kinds of stuff that we're so excited about. We can't wait. We love, we're going to be sad when all the election stuff's over because we don't have any more commercials. But That's what it does. That's what happens. Every two years, it seems now, it's gone crazy. But if you want to learn about your retirement, where you are, go to DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. There's a lot of information there under the the heading of Safer Retirement Education. Get Brian's book on retirement. There's no cost for you to download that. Uh, The Decker Approach, Three Principles Book, Checklist Challenge, Sample Income Plan. There's 12 different things you could download really for your information is what it's there for. But if you want to get down and talk about your situation, what you would like to see out of your retirement, is it possible? Can I retire? When can I retire? Will my money last as long as I do? Will my loved ones be okay if something happens to me? 833-707-3030. 833-707-3030. All right, Brian, you and Brad are discussing a 10-year flat market, which is what you're kind of hearing from the experts uh, and we still have to be able to retire during that time frame. We can't just only retire in a good market. So what options do we have? We're going to hope for the best and plan for the worst. But Mark, this is something that's happened three times in the last 120 years. From 1929 to 1946, there was a 17-year period where markets were flat. 1946 to 64 was a bull market. 1964 to 1982, 18 years of flat. Can you imagine being retired, Mark, drawing on your retirement portfolio that's had no growth for 18 years? Then 82 to 2000, the biggest bull market we've ever had percentage-wise. And then 2000 to 2014, markets were flat 14 years. And then um, we've had, I don't know, kitchen sink. We've had quantitative easing to incent economic growth, fiscal growth. We've had modern monetary theory, which is printing of money. And then we've had uh, 5.2 trillion in uh, stimulus. Even with all of that, markets are rolling over because interest rates are spiking up, um, CPI. And by the way, the reason we should hope for the best and plan for the worst is because historically, and we're a big numbers firm here, we're math-based, there is never, never one time historically ever been a time that the Fed got on top of inflation until the Fed funds rate was higher than the CPI, the consumer price index. The Fed funds rate right now is a little over 4%, and the CPI right now is twice that. So to expect inflation to continue, which chokes off um, economic growth, it chokes off uh, GDP growth, it, it chokes off investment in the stock market. There's a lot of people on the fringe that, um, 
if they can get four and a half percent in a one-year CD or a one-year treasury note, um, they don't want to take a lot of risk. In fact, if the higher the rates go, the more people on the on the fringe peel off their money out of the stock market and put more money into fixed investments. So one of the things, there, there's a couple of things that no one on the planet knows. No one what knows what's going to happen with the economy, the stock market, interest rates, none of that. So Brad, you you helped us see what you do, how you work the cash accounts for emergency cash for your clients and also bucket one. When it comes to interest rates, because nobody knows what's going to happen to interest rates. There's a lot of smart people that think that we have a terminal rate coming up in February of 5%. We've already hit it once. That means that once we hit that rate, um, then rates will roll over and come back down. Even though the rate of the CPI is still high, the rate of increased inflation is starting to go down. There's a lot of people who believe that. Um, a lot of very smart people who believe that. If that's true, Brad, do you ladder um, your your next bucket? So you've got a, a cash bucket in bucket one. You've got a, a three-year, five-year, seven, and 10-year principal guaranteed laddered accounts. How How does that help take the guesswork out of interest rates, Brad? If interest rates are going to trend higher from here, how does that benefit the ladder? And if interest rates flatten and go lower from here, how does that benefit the person in the bond ladder? Yeah, it just keeps your op options open. Um, you know, it keeps your options open to be able to reassess how you're going to redeploy those assets when you actually get to that point in the future. Now, that's just wealth management, though. I mean, like you're, you're putting your money into a portfolio and you don't know what your reinvestment risk is going to be in the future and because you don't know what rates are going to be. Uh, this is one of the things, and I know I'm doing a little bit of a pivot here, but one of the reasons, this is one of the reasons I like to focus so much more on how people use their assets in retirement, usually to, usually to accomplish certain spending goals or income targets, because then it's, it's not as much of a guessing game around or pretending anybody knows what interest rates are going to be in the future when it's time to reinvest those funds. It allows us to focus on what's frankly more important, which is what do they want to use their assets for? And if they need a certain level of income, it's going to be there. So while we do the best that we can right now with known interest rates and where they're at, and we expect and anticipate that we're not going to know what interest rates are going to be in the future, we can at least meet specific goals that are within our control, which is things like spending targets and meeting income that's needed. But laddering them just keeps your options open. Brad, clients want two things um, in general when they have a retirement plan. They want as much income as they can right now because they're healthy travel years, right? They want uh, they want their healthy travel years funded with as much money as possible, but they want their cake and eat it too, Brad. They want to have money for their later 85, 90 plus years where they're not going to be traveling probably much, but uh, they're still alive and they want those funds available for healthcare costs and things like that. How do you handle both giving them the, the money that they need during their go-go years and then have money available for their slow go years later in life. Yeah. And the answer to that is just the plan. You know, we, we bring this up all the time. You, you really, as you enter retirement, the fundamental shift in your portfolio strategy moves you from simply looking at your portfolio from a risk weighted returns perspective, where we're talking about bond ladders for the purpose of uh, overcoming some reinvestment risk to how you're actually going to use your assets over time. And you know, out here in, in the Bay area, it's an extremely high cost of living uh, region. 
So people I've found out here underspend like dramatically. Sometimes I go through the planning process with them and able to show them that they can sustain like twice the level of income. And they're able to look forward 20, sometimes 30 years for my younger clients and be able to see what their assets are still going to be worth when they get to their mid to late 80s where they could potentially have elevated healthcare costs. So what that does is it, it, it frees them up to be able to enjoy the retirement that they worked so hard to save for, to be able to spend now, but not feel like that unknown of what the 80s and 90s, 90s are going to bring. And it, it helps just free them up to, to be able to enjoy their, their, as you said, the go-go years. And Brad, when it comes to, um, this might be the first generation with longevity that they spend more time in retirement than they did in their working years. That's good and bad. That's good in the case that if they have quality of life, they can enjoy 40 plus years in retirement. But it's not so good if they're stretching their portfolio to last 40 plus years. So Brad, how, how long do you plan? Do you plan to age 100? How, how do you plan so that your clients don't run out of money? Age 100 is my favorite number to start with. You know, as a CFP, when you're going to CFP school, you're taught all sorts of best practices for how to forecast things out. And, you know, going to age 92 is pretty common. I've even seen plans that go to 87 because it's actually really likely and sound. Uh, for me, though, what I like about planning to age 100 is it gives such a very easy level of certainty um, and flexibility for using assets down the road. So many of my clients out here, they're, they're, they do want to pass on some sort of a legacy to kids or possibly grandkids, but they don't want to do it now because if they end up in a long-term care situation and they don't have insurance to cover that, they, they want to make sure they haven't given away those assets that they eventually need and they just end up being a burden on friends and family. So going to age 100 allows for people to have the income that they want that they're going to be using in their 60s and 70s, but be able to look forward to 83 or 84 when they could be in long-term care or 89 where healthcare expenses or maybe just having some assistance in their house is really important. Um, so when you go out that far, it, it just provides a lot of flexibility on having access to cash if they need it, but then also virtually guarantees or ensures that they're going to be passing behind some sort of a legacy to, to kids, especially in cases where that's important to them. So it acts as both a safety net, but then also a way to accomplish estate planning goals. Again, if you have any questions about all of this, because Brian, every week on the show, they can get a little bit into the weeds and you're like, okay, I kind of caught that, but I don't really understand that. Maybe I should call them. And they can explain this to me with the whiteboard and really walk me through this because it's very intriguing on how they work in the down market and how it can even make money in a down market so that you're not relying on the market only to go up. How do we do that? What are some of the options with the rising interest rate environment where the bond values are down? What are the options uh, to the bond world even? There's a lot of options that the team can bring to the table, but they don't know what you need to help you when it comes to your retirement because everybody's situation is different. Everybody has a different needs for income for what they want to do, travel or not to travel, whatever, whatever your retirement is all about, how do you make sure that you're going to be okay to, as Brad was talking about, be able to make sure that your money will last to the age of 100, right? No matter what happens, that's a lot of pressure on you if you're trying to do this yourself. That's why the team at Decker Retirement is here to help. And this is retirement planning. This isn't the brokerage house or an insurance company. This is an independent financial planning firm here to help you if they can. They don't know if they can, though, until you reach out. Again, it's 833-707-3030, we got more to come from Brian and Brad right after this. This is Safer Retirement Radio. 
We all want the freedom to do the things that make us happy, especially in retirement. To get help with laying the foundation for that freedom, call 833-707-2020 to have a chat with Brian. Welcome back to Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker of Decker Retirement Planning. Brian uh, has his book available to you. All you have to do is go to the website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. Under the heading of Safer Retirement Education, there are about a dozen things you can download. No cost to you, no obligation. It's there for your information, including Brian Brian's book on retirement, the Decker approach. You can download it. No cost to you. Uh, read all about retirement. There's a lot of moving parts here. And Brian and the team at Decker Retirement are here to help. 833-707-3030 is the number. No cost, no obligation to chat with the team. They're here to help. They just don't know if they can help you until you reach out. Maybe you've already won the game. You don't even need their help. Well, they'll certainly tell you that if that's the case. 833-707-3030. I'm Mark Elliott. Brian joined today by Brad Geddes out of the San Francisco office. And, you know, Brian, with inflation that's rising, which is causing the Fed to keep raising the interest rate levels, making our bond values go down. I mean, rising inflation and then rising interest rates to kind of combat all of that. How does that play into this retirement planning world? This is a good point, Mark. And we use bond ladders to help clients uh, take the guesswork out of interest rates and waiting to see if they lock in the highest interest rate. That's a, a fool's game. No one can do that. That's like cherry picking the top of the market where you're going to buy and hold and then sell at the very top. No one on the planet can do that. But Brad, um, talk to us about why you make sure you insist on um, drawing income for your retired clients from principal guaranteed accounts. So as a math-based firm, why don't we draw it from the pie chart, fluctuating accounts? Talk, speak to that, and then we'll we'll talk also about um, how the laddered principal guaranteed accounts capture uh, the meat of the yield curve, whether interest rates continue to go higher or whether they flatten or whether they go down. Yeah. So for me, it, it comes down to you can usually identify in a planning situation how much income someone absolutely needs. Like this is their this is what they need to be able to live comfortably and enjoy their life. And again, out here in the Bay Area, it can be a pretty big number uh, versus what's more flexible. Now, when you use the traditional banker broker approach, which is really just wealth management with a you know a mask on it in the in the guise of, of retirement planning. Uh, your income needs to be really flexible. Now, I know there's some pseudo rules that are more rules of thumb, like the 4% rule, and it allows you to have a, a sustainable withdrawal rate supposedly for 30 or 40 years. Um, but what I've found is that uh, you should only ever do that with income that's flexible, flexible, meaning you can turn it off uh, if market conditions aren't going in your favor. Because what's happening when you're drawing from your pie chart strategy with some sort of a systematic withdrawal Approach, like I said, that 4% rule is you're accentuating losses in markets like this one. So in cases where you can't just turn off your mortgage payment for 2022, you actually are distributing assets, whether it's dividends from stocks or interest from your bonds or, or even selling stock to free up liquidity, you're accentuating losses. What I mean by that is that you're, you're mathematically uh, moving your losses in a direction that goes further than what the market has done. And when you're accentuating those losses on the downtrend, you're also going to be compromising the, the gains that you'll have when markets do eventually recover. So you're going to be taking a longer period of time to get back to that break-even point that everyone wants to see so badly. But that, that math of accentuating losses on the downtrend and 
compromising the gains on the uptrend really can be the uh, like final nail in the coffin for what was at one point mathematically a very comfortable, good retirement to all of a sudden, wow, I need to really rethink what my retirement goals are and my retirement needs. Um, and, and that's where you get into the really scary situations. Okay, Brad. So if we're if we're facing an environment where in the next 10 years, stock market gains are flat to negative, uh, what are the returns that you would expect from your laddered principal guaranteed accounts? Are those based on the stock market? Are those based on stock bonds and commodity returns? Are they based on fixed rates? Tell us, break us down how you mix that bucket one, two, three. Those are all fixed rate investments. And then four or five are, are variable rates, right? Yeah, it just depends. I mean, every client's a little bit different here. Um, you can have fixed rate strategies that are just fine, especially if someone only cares about principal preservation with a little bit of return. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if markets are flat in flat to down over the next 10 years or so, um, that's really going to hurt a lot of portfolios if they're not adequately protecting against loss. You know, when I think about the laddered principal guaranteed strategy that we use here, what I really like to explain to people is that we're stripping out the potential for negative yields. When you remove that downside volatility, the, you know, the potential for a portfolio to go negative, um, it really shifts the conversation. Now you're only talking about what degree of upside am I getting, if any. You know, the, the worst conversation you can have is, oh, I didn't gain anything this year in the case of like an index strategy that you just mentioned. So stripping out that downside volatility is actually really powerful because now you're only talking to degree of upside. You think about like a, let's say the stock market does 9% average return you know, over the last, you know, 14, 15 years. That includes a 56% drawdown. So you, you have to lose more than half of your money in order to get a 9% average rate of return. Now, what I point out to people is that that's where average return rates can be deceiving because you really have to earn that 9%. And if someone's in their mid 70s and they've been retired for 10 years and they lose half of their portfolio because they're too aggressive with their equities, that average of 9% that they're expecting takes a lot of trust. I mean, you have to have a lot of trust that Markets are going to rebound in the time frame that you'd like. So when you use a principal guaranteed strategy for distributions of any income that you're planning on using, you're just able to confidently strip out the negative yields, which means the degree of upside that you get on your assets is uh, much more uh, stable. So the contrast there, Brad, in using laddered principal guaranteed accounts is that when interest rates go up like they have in the last two years, your um, your bond funds have lost 25 plus percent, 25 to 30 percent, and yet our clients have made money during that period. So if interest rates continue to go up from here, we are protected from what we call interest rate risk. Interest rate risk is the risk that you lose money on your bond funds as interest rates go up. In a banker broker portfolio, we call a pie chart where you've got uh, diversification of stocks, bonds, mutual funds, uh, gold, silver, all, all the different asset classes. When interest rates go up, your bond funds will lose money. What we're talking about here is making sure that you don't take those hits when interest rates go up. And the way, Brad, you've got it structured is if interest rates go up, your buckets one, two, and three make money. Buckets four and five make money. Um, so th those are interest rate protected. When interest rates go up, you're able to make money as interest rates go higher. That's a rare uh, combination on a fixed principal guaranteed accounts. Bond funds, we would warn, are toxic in a rising interest rate environment. So then, Brad, with the rates of return that we're seeing, you mentioned some incredible rates, I-bonds, 9.6%, one-year 
uh, treasury notes at 4.5 uh, for, for one year, and then money markets, principal guaranteed money markets at 2.93%. That's cash management. Bucket two is a three-year where we're getting close to 5% on a three-year principal guaranteed account, over 5% on a five-year. And then the seven and 10-year principal guaranteed accounts are averaging over eight and a half percent. So that allows clients good rates of return when interest rates are trending higher or lower. Let's take a minute to talk about how you can possibly make money in a choppy market uh, on on the equity, on the risk side. How can you do that, Brad? How can you make money if one year markets go up and the other year markets go down and it sawtooths for 10 years? Yeah, it's being more nimble with your strategy. And that's where you can look up active management or strategic management for how a portfolio could be adjusted given market conditions. You know, we, we, we do active management here for some of our funds or some of our clients, uh, or at least probably a lot of our clients that allows us to be able to adapt certain signals to not be in the market. You know, and, and, and you know, use that 200-day moving average that we talk a lot about. That can trend lower for months and years, uh, and you have a choice as an investor. You can ride it out, and because you don't expect to be able to time the bottom and keep riding that all the way down while your portfolio dwindles, and in hopes of it coming back in, down the road, which is the beauty of of buy and hold strategy is that over a long enough investment horizon, it'll, it'll come back. It's fine, but it does incur a lot of pain. So when you use more of an active strategy, you're looking at market internals, which is a set of metrics that sort of tells you that gives you the pulse of the market, whether it's trending higher, trending lower, and you can adjust your investment strategy accordingly. Okay. Um, let's, let's talk then about, um, how do you choose your risk managers? Do you say to your clients, um, well, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, um, here are these five mutual funds. They're not the best, but they'll do. Let's just use these. Is that what you say, Brad? Yeah, you mean just guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, no. You, yeah, you go through, uh, there's there's some really great databases out there um, that you can look at that uh, you, you can see historical performance. I think some of the recommendations I'd, I'd, I'd recommend here is uh, you want to make sure they have a long, long track record. You know, no, no backtesting. Um, well, maybe some backtesting if it's just of interest, but it's a secondary metric. You want actual actual demonstrable results that you can see that the portfolio strategy navigated, say, 2008. We go back prior to 2008 for any of the models that we're using. Um, But you want demonstrated, proven track records of two things. You want to first make sure that their investment recommendations or uh, allocation recommendations have outperformed some sort of a benchmark. Call it a 70-30 portfolio, or maybe just use the straight S&P 500 as a as a pretty safe one. Once you've, because in my mind, there's really not much advantage to actively managing a portfolio that's simply going to underperform a simple uh, a buy and hold low cost ETF. Once you confirm that, you get a pretty big stack ranked list, and you know this even better than I do. It's a massive stack ranked list of all the strategies that have outperformed the market. Then what we do is we look at what are the ones that successfully navigated a downturn by either uh, protecting capital, meaning not losing as much as the broader market, or in some cases, even made money in an up market by simply going to cash at the right time or uh, and then holding a long position when markets are trending the, uh, trending upwards, even in a downturn. So uh, those two metrics, you know, outperforming a standard benchmark like the S&P 500 over, say, 15, 20 years, and then making sure that that 
investment strategy or trading strategy has protected capital in a downturn like 2008. Brad, a good uh, laboratory for testing is the the lost decade. Worse than the Great Depression in the 30s um, is 2000, January 1 of 2000 to 1231.10. Are the managers that you're using um, with that kind of a laboratory of 10 years of flat markets, were they able to make money during that period? Yeah. So flat markets, down markets, and up markets, we've seen all of them over the last 20 years or 22 years. So uh, the longer track record you can have of having the uh, signal provider or trading strategy, uh, that's where that, that historical demonstrated return is super critical because we've seen a lot in the last 22 years. And so you want as long of a track record as possible because the strategy that only does well in up markets might not do well over the next 10 years, but one that did well in a flat market or one that did well in a downturn as well as in up markets uh, is a different story. So those are the ones you want to look for. Yeah. So the question is, do you have your portfolio, whether the markets go up or go down, that you're doing fine? I would say most of us don't. If you're doing it yourself, it'd be a little bit more difficult. The team at Decker Retirement puts a lot of time and effort because they're dealing with a lot of families' monies and their retirement hopes and dreams. So it is about the clients at Decker Retirement. How can they help them as much as they can, make sure that their money will last as long as they need it to, and they maintain their lifestyle? We don't. Most of us don't want to have a grander lifestyle in retirement. We just don't want to go down. We want to maintain our lifestyle in retirement. Well, the markets get bumpy. They get flat. They go up. They go down. They go sideways. How can we retire in any of those environments and then make our retirement work for us and our family? That's what Brian and Brad and the team at Decker Retirement are here to help you figure out. 833-707-3030 is the number. Again, there's no cost for this chat. There's no pressure. There's no obligation. There's no judgment either. We're not going backwards in time. We're going forwards in time. How can we help? 833-707-3030. Again, 833-707-3030. No better time than right now to pick up the phone, call the team. There's no cost for this. They're here to help. 833-707-3030. Headed to our final segment of today's Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker and Brad Geddes of Decker Retirement Planning. Stay with us. We're back right after this. Confused on when to take Social Security? Give Brian J. Decker a call at 833-707-3030. What if you ordered a pizza, but when you opened the box, a couple of pieces were missing? That would be upsetting, right? Now, think about how much you believe you've saved for retirement. Do you still owe taxes on that money? Brian Decker and his team at Decker Retirement Planning understand the importance of tax planning and can help you reduce the impact that Uncle Sam has on your retirement. Give them a call today to start working on your retirement tax plan. 833-707-2020. Now may be a great time to lower your future tax liability. Create a retirement plan today so that you can get as many slices of your retirement pie as possible. Call Brian at 833-707-2020 today and schedule a visit. That's 833-707-2020. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Decker Retirement Planning Incorporated is a registered investment advisor in the state of Utah. You're listening to Safer Retirement Radio. If you like what you hear on today's show or have questions, drop by DeckerRetirementPlanning.com or call 833-707-3030 to talk to Brian. Welcome back to Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker and Brad Geddes of Decker Retirement Planning. I'm Mark Kelly. Glad you're with us today. Uh, Brian and Brad are really discussing the, the challenges of being able to retire in a down market 
And even in a flat market, a lot of projections are saying the next 10 years in the market's kind of be flat, not great ups or downs, just kind of flat. How do you retire in those kinds of situations? And that's where the team at Decker Retirement is here to help you figure out how can they help you get more confident heading into retirement, more clarity so you understand how things work together uh, and put it all together for you. 833-707-3030, again, is the number 833-707-3030. 30, 30. So, Brian, you got about uh, 10 minutes left in the show today. And I know you covered a ton of ground today, but you wanted to kind of get into some stories. So I'll let you kick it off. Okay, Brad. So there are some people, this is a politically charged environment right now. And Brad, if the election goes, let's say that uh, you've got some clients that are leaning left. If the election goes against them, I think the intuition is that all is lost. They want to pull their money and uh, they they see the markets going up without them to their chagrin, surprise, and and vice versa. If you've got some conservative clients and uh, then the Democrats continue their holding Congress, then and in the White House, they're thinking that all is lost. And what you're describing, Brad, with your risk portfolios takes the guesswork out, right? Are these? Give us some more information. Are these computer models? Do they automatically adjust with the markets? Do they take the, the 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 critical components that are so lethal to individuals investing? Fear and greed, the emotions of fear and greed, keeping people from making the right choices. Um, fear of of buying in when they should, and greed of selling when they should. Brad, how does your risk strategies take the guesswork out of all of that? Yeah, I mean, I the longer I'm in this business, the less confident I am in uh, the market just simply being efficient. Maybe over the long run, it's efficient, but day to day and even over extended periods of time, I, I just am convinced that the psychology of people gaining or losing money drives so much of the market action that you see that can actually last for a very, very long time. Um, so to me, I think that <clears throat> you know, it's it's using a computer algorithm that is objective in nature, that has demonstrated performance through decades prior, um, and being able to rely on those strategies and monitor them over time is such a better way to go than simply going in and just buying and holding and sucking up the losses and then dealing with them over time in the name of, oh, I just need to do what I've always done is, is uh, just not as, uh, I don't know, aligned with uh, the psychology of investors. And so the fact that we can actually look at strategies that are objective in nature and algorithmic uh, is, is uh, I think, a huge advantage to our clients. Now, Brad, this is quite different from the buy and hold pie chart um, strategies that bankers and brokers uh, have trotted out for decades. What's the reaction of people when after they've been used to having stress of looking at a pie chart and figuring out how much money they can draw from that, what's the reaction of your clients when they see an actual plan, a math-based plan where they can see how much money per year, per month, splitting out their all their revenue streams of Social Security, pension, portfolio? What's their reaction when they see that for the first time? <laughs> you know, it's funny because what you just said over the last nine or 10 months um, has been a massive shift. Uh, prior, there was kind of a, um, there was a, a confidence that came from the aggressive bull market we'd seen for 14 years. People weren't concerned. They were just like, oh, it's fine. I'll buy and hold. Markets go up. I'll just continue to maintain my positions through the dips. And the dips at the time were like three week or a couple months of the drawdown. Uh, but seeing our plan successfully navigate this uh, first sustained general broad market downturn and the 
peace of mind that it's given people that are looking at a finite portfolio and looking to use it as a source of income over the next 30 or 40 years, it's uh, really been uh, led to very positive conversations uh, for people that are actually using it as a source of income. Very, very helpful to be able to show people a stable portfolio return, protection against losses, um, laid out year after year after year. And one of the things I've been pointing out to my clients this year is that this is just the first of probably three or four downturns that we're going to experience while we manage this plan. And if I do my job right, I'm the last financial advisor someone's ever going to need. And I let them know that this downturn is an example of what we're going to have to navigate with this portfolio strategy for every seven or eight years. You know, if, if the history of the market repeats itself, we're going to go through a lot of these uh, over the lifetime of one of these portfolios that we have in place. Uh, and so using this as a case study over the last 10 months has been just just fantastic. So helping people navigate this downturn and keeping their income the same is, has been a huge help. Okay, Brad, well, here's another thing that uh, I know your office has been fantastic with. You take clients from, I think the minimum is 300,000, right? And there, there's no maximum. But when you, you, you were telling me the story the other uh, recently where a um, pretty good sized client came in and you talked tax strategy with them and their response was they were shocked. They have good, they have good help on the CPA side. They have good people on the estate planning attorney side. And yet they were shocked and surprised with the strategies. And they said things like, uh, you know, why hasn't anyone talked to us like this before? We've not heard these things before. Um, talk to us more about the, the pleasant surprise when you help them with strategies about not paying, uh, saving them the capital gains tax or creating a tax-free um, income with their rental income or he helping them pull the company stock out of their 401k and saving them 80% on their, on their taxes. Um, Brad, that, that's just a tip of the iceberg, but what's the response when you talk to them about the high level tax strategies that we use at the company? Yeah, that in particular with, with higher net worth clients, um, there's so much value to be created by looking over the next five to 10 to 15 or 20 years for a tax strategy. And while they might be the client might be really well covered with a CPA that looks to last year and next year and maybe two years down the road. Uh, in so many cases, people are missing that ongoing financial advice that's going to help them make decisions today that put them in a much better position five to 10 years down the road. And this is one of my favorite things about being a, a you know, a CFP uh, and uh, someone that, that focuses on tax planning advice is you can actually control it. Things so much of of being a financial advisor is about navig navigating risk and probabilities and helping clients understand what's normal and not normal and how to respond as a result. But it's really based on imprecise, uh, imprecise or, or, or set of just unknowns. We kind of have to deal with it as it comes down the pike. Tax planning is different. You know, these are actual decisions that you make now that have a result that you can rely on at some point in the future, and it's really unique in the world of finance to have that degree of visibility. Uh, and especially with higher net worth clients that are facing extraordinarily high tax brackets, even in today's environment, much less if taxes go higher over the next you know, 10 or 15 years. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, being able to help people get in front of a potential rising tax rate environment or, or really help look forward to a lower tax bracket in the future because of actions we're taking today. You know, I always tell people that the IRS lets you pay taxes whenever you want. 
And uh, uh, so it's just a matter of deciding when you pay taxes and at what point is it the most beneficial to you. Brad, throwing out the 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 individuals that got 10 million plus and throwing out the people that have less than 500,000, that middle part, the biggest tax saving strategy in most people's lives is still the Roth conversion. Can you talk to us and end this segment on the benefits of the Roth conversion, some typical numbers that you see as far as tax savings? Yeah. I mean, the Roth conversion, it just cracks me up how, how over the last year and a half, those has become so trendy for places to market that. And we've been talking about it for, I mean, you've been talking about it for probably coming up on 20 years here. Um, yeah, Roth conversions are great. I mean, first off, they apply to virtually anyone that has saved money in a tax-deferred account. Um, the thing that, uh, all aside, this is pay taxes when you want. You can always build up a Roth anytime you want, uh, even if you're not earning income or if your income is high. You can convert from an IRA to a Roth IRA at any point in time. I think what I find uh, that catches a lot of people off guard is the fact that when they have to do those required minimum distributions, um, a lot of people will say, oh, yeah, when I'm 72, if they're familiar with RMDs, they usually have an idea of how much they're going to have to distribute when those start up. And it's usually a pretty modest amount. Like in the Bay Area, they're probably going to be able to spend all of their required distribution and then some. Uh, so it's not an issue. But when I show them at current distribution, like at the current distribution table, what their required distribution is going to be when they're in their mid 80s, it's twice, 2x what they're distributing when they're in their early 70s. And that's where people's ears start to perk up. Like, oh, wait, I can see why I should start creating a lower, a smaller uh, IRA now so that I'm not in a position where I'm taking taxable distributions on funds that I actually didn't have to spend. So it, it becomes pretty obvious that we need to start socking away funds uh, and, and maybe even do a little bit extra of taxable distributions now to get in front of that situation when they're in their 80s. Uh, and it's all knowable. That's the coolest thing about tax planning is you can you can decide to do it or not just do it, and it's just based on math. And certainly, when you think about it, it's it's our retirement is much different than our grandparents who did not have IRAs and four hundred one ks. They had pensions, which were great. Obviously, we'd love to have a pension, but don't have it. I have a four hundred one k. I have IRAs, so that means I'm in the traditional world. I also have Roths of those because that's what Brad and, and Brian were just talking about. It's just a lot of moving pieces here when it comes to your retirement. Again, you can go to the website deckerretirementplanning.com under the Safer Retirement Education uh, drop down. There are. Brian's book on retirement, The Decker Approach, Three Principles Book, Checklist Challenge, Sample Income Plan. Those are just four of the 12 things you can download. No cost, no obligation to you. It's all there for your information. But if you want to learn more, how do I put myself in a better position? We know taxes in theory, depending on what Congress does. But January 1 of 2026, we're going back to the 17 rates and brackets, which means everything's changing. How do we put ourselves in a better position? You have some time on your side, but it's running out, obviously, as we're wrapping up 2022, heading into 2023. So it's not that far away to get to 2026. You want to learn more? Call the team. They're here to help. 833-707-3030. 833-707-3030. So my thanks, as always, to Brian J. Decker of Decker Retirement Planning. Brad Geddes, for sitting in today. I'm Mark Elliott. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the week. Brian, we'll be back next week with more of Safer Retirement Radio. 
Decker Retirement Planning offers insurance services. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Decker Retirement Planning is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable. That accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Decker Retirement Planning. This radio show is a paid placement.